the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height. I'm going to be filling in today for Mr. Ed Martin. We actually have a wonderful show today. I'm excited about it. But um, we've got a big holiday coming up here, Independence Day tomorrow. Uh, So glad that you will be with us uh, for that to celebrate today. Uh, But before we do that, let me remind you a couple of the house cleaning things. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. That is where you will find all of these standards. Standalones, the podcast. If we mention a link, a resource, a guest, an article, a book, you will find it there. So head over to ProAmericaReport.com. That is also, of course, where you can sign up for the daily email. You hear it here every time for a segment, what you need to know, the wink. Uh, but don't forget, you can head over to ProAmericaReport.com, sign up and get the wink email in your inbox every morning. Uh, it is very helpful, very short, out of a host of uh, those morning uh, e- recap emails that you can get from politics, from the markets, from business. I guarantee this will be one of the shortest and most profitable ones. You don't want to miss it. So head over to ProAmericaReport.com. You can find all those things there and more, uh, including some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, happy Independence Day uh, from the ProAmerica Report family to yours. Uh, I know that we all here, uh, Ed, myself, uh, Mr. Noah Dingley, our technical director, all the wonderful folks at Salem, there is an incredible love and understanding of our founding principles, not just America, red, white, and blue, uh, the wonderful barbecues and uh, the wonderful culture and fireworks and all the things that we have here to celebrate, but why these things exist, where they've come from. And that's really what I want to talk about today. So you'll have to actually pardon me uh, if I repeat myself or if Ed, uh, who has a segment he wanted to share as well today, if we repeat ourselves a little bit, it's because we need to drive home a point here. We need to make sure that this is hitting home, that everyone's understanding and on the same page. Uh, And it's this. We'll start off. uh, We'll start off here with the wink, uh, with what you need to know. What you need to know is about the real roots, what the real roots are of American freedom. That's what you need to know, the real roots of American freedom. As we go into this uh, wonderful, uniquely American holiday, the 4th of July, Independence Day, where does that come from? Where, where have we walked? Where have our ancestors come from on this day? Uh, what does it really mean? And uh, the, oh, pardon me there. We have a microphone malfunction. Uh, as we walk through this, it, it just, it occurs to us that the real meaning of this holiday rings just empty if you don't understand and observe the roots of American liberty, where uh, all of these ideas came from, what the fundamental principles and ideal uh, that that are are that undergird America. And if we're going to celebrate this holiday, we have to understand these things. And that's that's what I want to hone in on here today. Um, we're going to talk in and this is kind of this is the wink. Make no mistake. Uh, but this is actually going to uh, go into the next segments as well. We're going to be talking about the Declaration of Independence specifically. That is the document that we are celebrating 
this week. That's the document that we celebrate tomorrow, the 4th of July, 1776. But remember, even as we celebrate this 247th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the 247th birthday of our nation, the war for independence, this American revolution against Great Britain, had been going on for two years Already for two years, George Washington and his army of colonials, the the, uh, Continental Army, had been running across the countryside fighting the vastly more powerful and larger uh, force of Great Britain. And that's not even to get into the naval uh, discrepancy. We didn't even, America had no navy at that time, essentially, building from scratch. Um, This is an incredible conflict that has already gone. And as we're going to get into here, Uh, In the next couple of segments, you're going to see, and I want to remind you now, this did not begin as a fight for independence. No, this began as uh, British colonists demanding that they be recognized as British citizens, demanding, well, they were British citizens, but demanding that they receive that recognition, that representation, the rights that are afforded to the citizens of Great Britain. You are giving us uh, uh, the slight here, and we need to rectify that. That's what the argument was. And finally, at the long end of several diplomatic attempts, uh, the colonies voted to have a complete and separate uh, independence, a, a complete and final separation between themselves and Great Britain. But that was not the first go-to. That was the end, the result of so many other uh, diplomatic attempts. So what you see is this incredibly thoughtful, uh, incredibly important and intricate document written and sent a list of grievances that's what we're celebrating but what's come out of that is just absolutely incredible i know we we always in september and really throughout the year we celebrate the legacy of our constitution uh we celebrate uh, all of the wonderful um principles and ideas that underpin america that bring all of our liberty and prosperity into perspective we understand where they've come from why we have them but today uh, or rather this week tomorrow we are celebrating the very very beginning of that the initial declaration and there's something incredibly unique uh behind that so here's here's my um and i'll just take the, the next couple of minutes and then we're going to dive into a couple of specific things but here here's my uh warning my encouragement for all of you today and i know that ed agrees with this i know again the, the whole the whole family surrounding the radio show here um is on board with this here's my encouragement to you today Uh, celebrating American independence, celebrating the uniqueness, the prosperity, and the freedom of America really rings hollow, like I just said, without the understanding of where we've come from. So it's time for us to go and put an incredibly important emphasis, a renewed emphasis, on our founding documents, on where we've come from, what our ancestors before us said, what they wrote, why we are where we are, um, sitting in this country, this city on a hill, this bastion of freedom and liberty to the world, this democratic republic uh, in which we get to vote and participate. It is so important for us to understand the founding documents behind this effort and our history and know where we've come from and why. Uh, and and as we'll dive into specifically here with the Declaration of Independence, I want to talk about uh, over the next two segments that document. And I'm going to kind of signposting here. If any of you have done public speaking class, you know the signposting. We got to tell you what we're going to tell you, and then we tell you what we're going to t- you know tell you the thing, and then we tell you what we told you. 
Uh, that's what we're going to do here. Over the next two segments, I want to give a little bit of specific history behind some of the very important principles we find in the Declaration of Independence. Did you know, here's, here's your sneak peek for segment two. Did you know that the Declaration of Independence is unequivocally our uh, founding religious document, our great religious document here in America, the Declaration of Independence. It recognizes our status as creations of and uh, dependence on uh, providence, on almighty providence, on God, uh, the creator of the universe, the Christian God, the Judeo-Christian ethic. This this is all undeniably behind the uh, founders of America, the writers and the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Did you know that? That's our, that is our unique and important religious document in America. So when they tell you we're not a Christian nation, that's really actually kind of hooey. It is a load of hooey. Uh, undeniably, we had Christian founders who injected their Christianity in their, uh, into their um, policy writing and into their lawmaking in the early American uh, years. So you have no way to know that, and you have no way to refute that ridiculous claim that we don't have any sort of Christian heritage, we have no connection to Judeo-Christian ethics, unless you dive into the founding documents, uh, unless you go and look. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then in the third segment, actually, I'd like to take the opportunity to read the Declaration of Independence. I think that's important for us to do together. We did it on Friday. We're going to do it again today. Um, I think that that is the best way that we can celebrate Independence Day is read the Declaration of Independence, understand and see all of the things that some of it, it seems dated and oh, that had to do with them then and their complaints about Great Britain. Other times you read something and say, oh my goodness, this is how I feel now against our own bureaucracy. This is the same, uh, the same battle that we're fighting. It's just, it's incredible. It's mind boggling. But even the rest of it, if it's something we don't understand, that's the opportunity to dive in and take a closer look. Now, hold on. Why did they say this? What led them to this? And then why did we arrive at this conclusion? We must have that kind of understanding. We have got got to get back to those real roots of American liberty and freedom, or we are never going to make change and turn this country around back to the, um, back to the free and prosperous nation that it once was. Back to uh, the course direction we were going toward freedom and toward acceptance of all and toward the merit of an individual and not the color of their skin or the, the voting block that they fit into or their minority status or whatever it is. Just the, the stripping away of all of these differences, the, the e pluribus unum, out of many, one this melting pot of America, we're not getting back to that uh, because the, the, the radical left's version of it now certainly isn't an actual uh, melting pot. All they're doing is dividing and setting up barriers and putting different people in different groups and categories. That's not how this works. We have to get back to a united America that understands where we've come from and why the principles that undergird everything. And we can only do that by getting back to the founding documents. So we're going to read the Declaration of Independence today, but I encourage you go print it off, go find it online, read it with your family, grab some of the notes from the founding fathers, find the Federalist Papers, find the notes on the debate on the Constitution, go back to their writings from this time in 1776, we will find a wealth of information of why they did what they did, why it mattered, and what we need to do today. I promise you, that's what you need to know. We have got to get back to the real roots of American freedom, or they will be lost forever. So, join us with that. Come on back. We're going to get into it after the break, talk about our great religious document, the Declaration of Independence. All here on the Pro-America Report. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. You'll find this and all the other things, uh, podcasts and standalone segments, resources, links, a link to the Declaration uh, after the fact. Go and get them there, and then come on right back. We'll be here at the Pro-America Report right after the break. We'll talk to you in a moment. 
Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height, and this would normally be a segment where we'd hear from a guest, but in honor of Independence Day, the 4th of July tomorrow, uh, we wanted to actually bring to you a consideration I think that's incredibly important and understanding that we should all have as Americans. And then, in fact, in the next segment here, we're going to do something uh, just plainly American, and we're going to get real historic. But I'll save that for a moment here. Let's, let's talk about this. Did you know that America's great religious holiday, of course, we've got Thanksgiving and uh, we have a lot of others that are very uniquely American and are obviously very uh, religious, very faith based and faith oriented. But guess what? Did you know that America's great religious holiday really is Independence Day? You know why? What did we celebrate on July 4? July 4, 1776, the official ratification, although it's, a, it's a, actually a day or two earlier, but we don't need to get into that. We're getting into the weeds of history there. Sorry, my, my history nerd side is coming out. But July 4, 1776, we celebrate the signing, the official adoption of the Declaration of Independence. The big letter, the nasty, <laughs> not so nasty, really, but the big, uh, the big, nasty, hurtful, unfortunate breakup between the United States and Great Britain complete and put into writing a long list of grievances from the colonists, from these broken hearted British citizens who had not been treated for years like citizens uh, sent to King George, uh, to the tyrant uh, who had so awfully abused his citizens and abused his uh, privileges and his power as king. So uh, this is an incredibly religious document. Did you know that? This is America's great religious document that we're celebrating here on America's religious holiday. This just, it seems kind of crazy to say, but guess what? It's true. And this is something that as Americans, we need to understand is true and we need to understand why. And this is a reason this is, this goes back to Phyllis Schlafly. Uh, of course, you know, you've heard Ed talk about it. I talk about it too. our old boss, Phyllis Schlafly, um, who for years spoke about uh, the importance of authentic education in American school to talk about our founding uh, our founding era, the founding fathers, the men and women who uh, put this country down on paper, brought to us the rule of law, the Constitution, the Declaration, all of these incredibly important principles. Guess what? Much of it started right here. America's great religious document, the Declaration of Independence. Did you know that? And of course, this is one of the reasons why we have so much historical revisionism in school, fundamentally transforming America, as uh, our uh, uh, former president, Barack Obama, said we should do or he was going to do. Uh, that's going to require making sure that people don't know their history, making sure that uh, generations of Americans coming through public education are not taught about what we're going to talk about right here. So uh, I, I tell you what, I want to talk. We're going to do this. Uh, here in this segment, we're going to talk about the Declaration. We're going to—I I would like to impart some of the major things that you and I need to know about the Declaration of Independence. This great uh, thing, this this uh, founding document that we're celebrating here tomorrow, July fourth. And then in the next segment, I want to read that. Okay, I think it's incredibly important for Americans to read the Declaration of Independence and celebrate it. There is so much in it. Yes, there's a long list of things, uh, some of which you know the quartering of uh, of uh, British soldiers in our homes maybe don't feel as relevant as they were uh, 247 years ago. But guess what? The principles all still stand the test of time. It's incredibly important. I think we ought to read it. I think that school kids across America ought to read the Declaration in their classrooms. They're not anymore. But probably, you can guess as we're about to talk about, here's why. <laughs> because 
Did you know the Declaration of Independence is the official and unequivocal recognition by the American people of our faith and belief in God? I mean, think about it. It affirms God's existence as a self-evident truth that requires no further discussion, no debates, no litigation and laws, no courts, no proceedings. It is just there that the Declaration itself says we hold these truths to be self-evident. It's obvious. It's as plain on the nose as your face. Well, so thought the Founding Fathers. Uh, Do we think that anymore? Do we recognize that anymore? Is that taught in schools anymore? No. No, it's not. And it's very unfortunate. This nation uh, was created by this declaration. This is God's country. The rights that it defines, that our declaration defines and outlines, are God-given. The actions of its signers, inarguably, I believe, are God-inspired. These were very religious men studied and learned in the Bible. This is where they've pulled, not only in the document uh, that we're talking about now, but also the Constitution uh, years later. This is where they pulled some of these foundational principles, the rule of law, private property, the respect of individual rights. These things are uh, products of the Judeo-Christian worldview and ethics. So... uh, Let's talk about this for a second here before we read it. The the Declaration of Independence contains five very specific references to God. It ascribes to him five things. God is the creator of all men. God is the supreme lawmaker. God is the source of all rights. Uh, God is the world's supreme judge. And God as our patron and protector. Um, This is just so patently plain. I mean, it declares each of us are created equal. Uh, And so if we were created, we have to have a creator, right? And I think that modern uh, DNA research has absolutely confirmed this. Each of one of us is different uh, from each other person who has ever lived or who will ever live on this earth. Uh, We are unique. We were created. Uh, Also, I mean, our declaration proclaims life and liberty. These are unalienable gifts from God, natural rights, which no person or government can take away rightfully. Uh, It affirms that the purpose of government is to secure our God-given unalienable rights. This is this is huge for the first time in history. Our Declaration of Independence reduced government from the master to the servant. We proclaimed that government was to derive its powers only from the consent of the governed. Well, this is a whole different ballgame than the monarchs of uh, years past, of centuries past. The ruling, uh, what was the phrase? The divine right of kings. I rule by divine rights, the king said. God has given this to me. No, the founding fathers of America understood God has given these rights to all men. And these men band together, form governments, and consent to be governed. These governments are the servant of the people, not the master. This is the very first time this was penned in this way, our precious Declaration of Independence. It's so important. It's so precious. Uh, Like I said, every school child in America should be required to read the Declaration of Independence. They should be taught about these 56 men who signed for it, who paid that price for their signature with courage, with their lives, with their money, with everything. We we talk about this here in the next segment. You're going to hear the whole thing. They pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor to each other, and many of them were forced to sacrifice exactly those things. They were cast out. They were uh, hunted down and pursued. Many of them were killed. Uh, Many of them ended up penniless. Many of them had given up incredibly fortunate lives in the colonies uh, for this great and grand God-inspired dream of freedom. And it is so uh, dishonest 
to ignore this Judeo-Christian heritage and this lineage of understanding where our rights come from in our schools today. It's just, it is a historical fact that the founders were these men of faith. They took their Christianity and their beliefs seriously. They penned it into incredible documents like the Declaration of Independence. They were well-schooled in the Bible, and they knew that that religion, that morality, was the foundation of good government. That is what we need to be teaching school kids today. That is what you and I, as Americans, need to understand we're celebrating today, uh, or this week, I should say, the 4th of July. it, it, It so often gets reduced to the 4th of July, to parades and fireworks and barbecues, and these are good things. But what are we celebrating? We're celebrating Independence Day. Not just the Revolutionary War, the War for Independence. This is Independence Day, and fortunately... The Declaration of Independence is concrete. It is there. It exists. It's not subject to the whims of our administrative state, the deep state uh, judges who want to rule from the bench and legislate from there. It's not a living document. This is absolutely rock solid. The foundation of America. We need to know it. We need to read it. We need to understand it. And we need to deny any who would come and erase that memory from our public American knowledge. Uh, the message of the, of the Declaration of Independence is under attack today. It's incredibly important uh, that we preserve it, that we not allow uh, globalists and extremists of the left, uh, the radicals, to come in and upend it and completely erase it from future memory. So uh, we're going to come back from the break here. We're going to read the Declaration of Independence. I think it's important for us to hear these words, to understand them. I encourage you, go get a copy, settle in, get ready. And then when we're done, I want you to go and read it again for yourself. Read it to your friends and family. The Declaration is America's great religious document. Let's dive into it here. We'll be right back. ProAmericaReport.com. You can get this segment and all the resources. We will link to the Declaration of Independence. And we will be right back after the break, right here on the Pro America Report. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height. We're going to take a little bit of a historic turn here in honor of Independence Day. Um, There is a longstanding uh, tradition that uh, Phyllis Schlafly had that I think we ought to continue here. Of course, you know, Phyllis Schlafly, the matriarch, I'd say, of the conservative movement, uh, uh, someone who Ed and I worked for for a number of years before she passed away in 2016. I tell you what, one of the things at the core of what Phyllis wanted to see happen in American education, not this uh, diversity, multiculturalism, the DEI agenda, uh, this historical revisionism, all the things that are happening in our schools now, what our schools need to focus on more and something that's being taken away from from young children is the ability to read and to read well. Uh, there's so many ways to say this, that leaders are readers. Um, being able to understand and see our history, where we've come from and learn from it, we must read it and read about it. I tell you what, one of the most important reasons now for today in America that young children need to be able to read is so that they can read our founding documents. They can read what our forefathers have written and understand where we've come from, where we're going, and uh, what we need to do now. That is incredibly important. So, need to read our founding documents. They need to know how to read better. And I tell you what, that's something we ought to do here. We're celebrating July 4th, 1776. This is the 247th anniversary. What happened? 
the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. Let's read the Declaration of Independence. Indulge me here for a few moments. I think it's important. So listen to the words that were written and signed by our founding fathers, by so many men who pledged their lives and fortunes and sacred honor. And let's honor them and honor our nation in this way uh, by reading the Declaration of Independence here. So... When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only." He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such disillusions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. 
He has erected a multitude of new offices, and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people, and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretending legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation." He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions." In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered by only repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may be defined as a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren... We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity." We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, and that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown. 
and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I hope that these powerful words penned by our founding fathers and sent to King George of England will echo not only through eternity, but in our hearts this year as we celebrate the 247th birthday of our nation, the beginning of an incredible experiment here on these shores. So join us after the break. We'll be right back here on the Pro-America Report. And may God bless America. May God bless the rule of law that has been established here. And may God bless you. We'll talk in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Just hearing the words Independence Day conjures up imagery of fireworks, barbecues, and red, white, and blue decorations. However, for other nations around the world, Independence Day means something very different. India marks its Independence Day on August 15th by flying kites colored like the country's orange, white, and green flag. Mexico celebrates on September 16th by hanging lanterns and having their president ring a historic bell. Australia celebrates on January 26th by having boat and surfing races. It seems that just about every nation has at least one holiday celebrating its inception, liberation, or unification. That invites the question, is America's Independence Day just another national holiday like so many others around the world? Increasingly, public school students are taught to believe just that. They're told America is not unique. However, this false assertion is based more on a disdain for America's exceptionalism than on historical evidence. In President Abraham Lincoln's famous Gettysburg Address, he described our national government as one of the people, by the people, and for the people. He further described our nation as being conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Don't forget that he also confirmed that our nation is under God, a proposition that was far less controversial back in Lincoln's day. Lincoln's words are not mere jingoism. They are an accurate description based on historical facts. No nation before ours was so uniquely conceived in liberty. Throughout human history, one tyrant has wrested power from another tyrant for their own gain. Some have been more benevolent than others, that's true, but none recognized human rights granted by God that no human power could ever take away. Only America's Independence Day celebrates a nation founded in liberty, a nation whose government is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Enjoy those fireworks and barbecues tomorrow, but remember that we celebrate because America was the first to acknowledge those certain unalienable rights endowed by our Creator. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com.
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And it is time as we are headed into this celebratory week. I hope uh, I hope you're celebrating all week for uh, the 4th of July, Independence Day. There's lots of history around that. And I hope you're getting some uh, chance. A lot of things wind down, right? A lot of things are slower. Even I, I, I will be working. A lot of people will. But everything just slows down. And hopefully you get a chance to celebrate. And I hope that you get a chance to see fireworks, to see fireworks. Now, let me tell you, this is going to be my ode to fireworks, and I need to be careful, but I need to warn everyone over and over again, fireworks are not a toy. Fireworks, you need to be careful. If you're a kid, don't play with fireworks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, got it? So let me talk about this for a second, and uh, welcome to the Pro-America Report, by the way, where uh, we're talking fireworks today. Here's my here's Here's the thing. There's all sorts of history to fireworks. I don't know much of it. I do know this. I, remember the scene? I think it's from Godfather. Isn't it from The Godfather, the movie, the original Godfather, where they're having a festival? A, a, I think it's the festival. It's either the festival of, of, of San Gennaro, which is a, uh, a, a sort of well-known, well-revered Italian saint that there was always a party, uh, a celebration around a festival, a feast on the feast day. And and I know and I attended when I was a boy in Newark, New Jersey, they would have a festival, a feast, a festival for the feast day. I think it was for San Gennaro, but it was like that Godfather um, uh, movie scene where there's parades and then there's exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and there's religious stuff. But then there's a party and there's lots of people celebrating, lots of food, lots of drink and inevitably fireworks and the fireworks until about the last 40 or 50 years, they were they were fired off by amateurs almost exclusively like the neighborhood dads and the and the businessmen that wanted to spend their money on that and things like that. And that was how that was now. And also in the community, I hope where you live and where you are, they'll have fireworks. They'd have their, you know, annual the town fireworks display, which would be on the 4th of July, hopefully after the parade, after the picnic. But fireworks were a component of lots of these festivals, uh, feast days, but especially 4th of July. Right. I I don't know when or why. I know the tradition, I think, is that uh, on on celebratory days in the military, people would fire their guns in the air and and then shoot off things. It was a way to get attention and celebrate. But here's the thing. For me, growing up, certain of these sort of iconic celebrations were all tied together. And I want to say to you that they were are a kind of brainwashing, but in the right direction. Right now, we're watching brainwashing brainwashing happening of our families, our kids, ourselves, based on big tech and big media and big government. Back when I was growing up, you had the 4th of July, you had parades. You had to be in red, white, and blue. You didn't have to be in some store-bought shirt. You might wear your blue pants, your red shirt, and your white hat or whatever. You might create it with crepe paper. You certainly decorated your bike. And you rode your bike in the local parade. And I, I have to tell you, parades are phenomenal knitting together exercises. So when I was growing up, we had the Pledge of Allegiance at school, right? We had prayer at school, too. But we also had flags everywhere and flagpoles everywhere. And then on the four, coming up to the 4th of July, we built towards that. This was the, the central moments of the summer. It was the pivot of the summer. 
And wherever you were, whatever you were doing, what you could be at your hometown, you could be away at work. You knew the 4th of July, you could be away visiting friends, you'd go on vacation. We generally didn't go on vacation on the 4th of July when I was a boy. We, we were we didn't go on vacation much when I was a boy at all. But when I got a little bit older, we would go away for a week to North Carolina, to the to the shore, to the uh, ocean down in North Carolina. But we, we generally didn't go. So the 4th of July included the the town parade, the town picnic, the town fireworks, and then also in our little neighborhood, the the men of the neighborhood would go buy some fireworks and they'd shoot them off. And and it was every I think everybody was really careful. There's a famous story of my dad. Um, he was doing fireworks when we went on vacation down in North Carolina and he was shooting off bottle rockets into the uh, on the sands uh, and the beaches in the evening. And one of them lit some of the <laughs> lit some of the dune on fire. But he put it out immediately by stomping on it. But I remember as a boy, I was probably 10 or 12 years old, thinking this looked like a huge problem. And, and you know, now that I'm older, I see he you know, it was a little uh, smoke and he stomped on it. It was gone. But at the time, I can still picture it. Him jumping. He jumped off the deck where we were and ran across to put out this little uh, smoking, uh, uh, the, the smoke that was coming out of the grass. But back to my point, I believe all of these little traditions not only were fun for a kid, but they reinforced the importance of these holidays. We didn't get buried and swallowed up by other holidays. I mean, no disrespect to any other holiday, Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh, all these other uh, Fourth of July was the pivot of the summer, and that pivot included fireworks, it included parades, it included parties, celebrations. But I'll tell you, everywhere I go, I hope, I hope on Fourth of July I see fireworks. It seems seems to me that's kind of now the knitting together. We have gone for years down to Southern Virginia to uh, 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 Bush Gardens, and they have fireworks a lot, a lot of days actually, and I love that they have them so much. But especially on the Fourth of July, my point here is. I know that now there's lots of rules on fireworks. They ban them places and people get nervous about them. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking more broadly. Fireworks for me are a piece of what was the sort of great brainwashing of celebrating America in a good way. And I hope we can find those knitting together uh, uh, experiences still today. I hope you will. I hope you will. And I encourage you to do it, especially parades, especially fireworks, especially red, white, and blue on the 4th of July. Uh, so happy 4th of July, everybody. I hope you celebrate with some fireworks, but carefully, legally, uh, nobody underage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, as always, I celebrate and thank uh, Noah Dingley, our great producer, Ryan Hyde, our associate producer, and you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the pro America Report. Celebrate Independence Day in all the right ways. Be right back. Be back. Talk to you soon. Sorry. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.